Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, we welcome you to the Build Your Success Podcast. We thank you for listening to the podcast today. We at the Build Your Success Podcast like to build you so you can build others. We do that through our corporate training, coaching, and speaking events, but we also do that with our special guest here on the podcast. I am grateful today to have Jamie Lutz. Jamie is an accomplished performance writer, speaker, and thought leader with more than 25 years of experience working with customer and employee-centric organizations such as Ritz-Carlton, Atlantic Capital, Home Bank Mortgage, and the Orlando Magic NBA basketball team. Jamie is also the author of Pathway to Purpose, Big Ideas for Fueling Irresistible Corporate Cultures. So welcome to the podcast today, Jamie. Brian, it is my pleasure. I'm very excited to be on and and to uh, interact or speak with some of your guests today. Yeah, that's great. And yeah, you know, you came recommended by Chip Bell. You and I were having a conversation about him earlier. I, I had him as a guest on the podcast. Great guy. So I'm glad he made this connection. Absolutely. It's hard to follow Chip Bell, but he is absolutely a fantastic guy. That is wonderful. Well, listen, I'm going to ask you the question we ask all of our guests on the show. What does leadership and being a leader mean to Jamie Lutz? That's a great question. I think a lot of people view it in different ways, but to me, it's pretty simple. I, I think leadership is is really just about influence, right? And, and I'm not a leader. I don't define myself as a leader. People decide whether I'm a leader by following me. Um, and, and I also think that a leader is someone that helps people accomplish what they're not able to accomplish on their own. That's exactly right. I love that. You know, John Maxwell talks about leadership as influence, nothing less, nothing more. That That's wonderful. And, and in your application here, you said leadership is about taking people to a place where they would not normally go that they can and, and so that they can achieve what they would not normally achieve. I love that, how you're guiding them to a place they haven't been and helping them achieve something they never achieved before. So unpack that for us. How do you do that? Yeah, well, again, you know, no one's going to follow you if they don't see you as worthy of following. But I think a, a, a huge part of a leader is is being a caretaker for your people. And in order to do that, you have to get to know them. And once they feel a sense of psychological safety, they feel comfortable with you, that they can trust you, then they're going to, going to allow you to push or encourage them outside of their comfort zones. You know, nothing great ever gets accomplished if we if we don't go outside of what feels normal or typical. And I think a leader's role, again, is to help people go where they would not normally feel comfortable going. And they're not going to do that, at least not willingly, unless they feel comfortable with the leader. Mm, like that. I, li I like that. What I'm hearing there is they trust the leader. And, and so then they're willing to follow the leader. So that, that's that's wonderful. You know, you said it earlier that, that I've been paraphrasing this lately. You know, I, I can choose to lead, but I can't choose to be a leader. Absolutely. Because, because someone has to follow me for me to be a leader. So that's just wonderful. Well, let's talk about this book, this pathway to purpose. In the book, you, you define co corporate culture as 
the collective beliefs and norms of an organization that drive predictable actions and related outcomes. So let's, that's a lot of, a lot of words there, a lot, of, a lot to unpack there, but, but it's a great definition of corporate culture. Absolutely. And, and every organization has a culture, whether they, they create it intentionally or not. Um, and, and every department, every family has a culture. Um, and so you, you want to, if you want to create an irresistible culture, you want to be thoughtful about it and proactive about it. Um, but really it is your culture really is just defined by, you know, what are the collective beliefs and behaviors of the organization or, or another way to, to think about it is, you know, what happens when the boss or the person that's in charge looks away, um, are, that's really your culture. That's what you're left with is, I'm not doing, uh, I'm not acting or behaving in a certain way because I have to, it, it's part of my DNA. It's part of who I am. Um, so I think it's the collective beliefs, but it really is also about what happens when the boss is away or the leader is away. Um, that's your, that's how you distill down your culture and what it really is. I like that. I love the collective part of that because you know, I heard one great CEO speak one time and he changed organizations and he realized he couldn't lead the second organization the way he led the first organization because it had a different culture and the culture is made up of the of the people. It's not only the leader himself that, that and they can have great influence on a culture, but they they're the culture is defined collectively by the organization. Absolutely. And you're right. I, I think it's the leader's role, particularly the, the, the founder, CEO, senior leadership to to identify and articulate what that that vision or that culture is. Um, but again, you've got to have people within the organization that are aligned with that. Um, it becomes very difficult to drive a culture if others don't believe in the principles behind that culture. Um, so absolutely. Um, you know, you can you can have a grandiose vision, but if you don't have the people that believe in it and are aligned with it, then you're only going to you're only going to get so far in terms of manifesting that culture. Yeah, that, that's amazing. One of the things you said here in your application and, and for the listeners, if you ever want to be a guest on the show, go to our website, www.buildcs.net. There's an application there to be a guest. So click on that link and you can you can apply to be a guest. So. But that's what we got here. And it says, as a business leader, do your employees approach each day with the want to or have to mindset? And mm. I think this speaks to a culture. You know, I, I talk about when we volunteer for things, our hearts in it. Mm. And, and, and so we're, we'll, we'll do anything for something that we're, we want to give our heart to. And if we could create a culture where people want to come to work, where they want to be part of a team, that's going to be great. So let, let's have a conversation around that. How, how do you create this want to culture? Well, again, I think it goes back, Brian, initially to the people that you're hiring. Um, it's difficult to change someone's belief system once they're already in the organization. So you really want to look for, again, are they aligned with the, the culture and the core values and the core principles of the organization? But assuming that they do, you, you've got to create an environment where they can thrive. And we talked about before, you know, that part of a leader's role is to help their people go where they would not normally go. And so, again, that trust element comes in, but also that willingness on behalf of the leader to play a play an active role, not just in their career, but in their life in general. 
Um, and again, you build that trust, um, you help your employees see that um, it, it's not just about the bottom line. It's, it's more about creating an environment where people can thrive and where they potentially see their work as an extension of their lives in general. You know, I, I think that everybody has this core desire, this innate uh, desire in their hearts to, to be a part of something, you know, bigger than themselves. And again, as much time as we spend in the workplace, um, it, it is a huge and significant opportunity for people to say, you know what, I'm not rolling out of bed every day just because I have to. I actually find value and, and purpose and, and, and joy in what I'm doing. Um, and so I think that's part of it is, is as a leader creating this kind of holistic environment where our people uh, see what they love is aligned with the, the core values and principles of the organization. And when you do that, Brian, I think you've created an environment where people will go out of their way on behalf of each other and on behalf of, of your customers. That is wonderful, Jamie. It makes me think about when I go into high schools and talk to young to students about be, considering the construction field as, as a career. And I tell them I, when I found the construction field, I was just looking for a job. I was looking for a paycheck. I, I yes. was looking for, for the have to. You know, I got to make it. I got to make a living. Yeah. But I found a very rewarding career and, and something that I love doing. I love to see buildings take place. I love to see things happen. And that's transitioned to me. want to see people being built. But, but I think you talked about this, um, you know, I hear the work-life balance and those things. One of my guests introduced me to work-life harmony. Mm. And I think that's a better way to put it because, you know, it's not balanced. It's not 50-50 or 60-40. It's, it's the moment. The moment you're in, you need to make that, that a harmony and, and work together. And I think for, for employees, if they can understand when the business thrives, as long as the leader's sharing that with them, they thrive. It, it, it goes mm. together collectively. And, and when they understand, we can do good for the community when we're profitable because we'll have funds to do that with. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. Yeah, really. It's and it's in that moment, Brian, where you know that you're not just making a living, but you're making a difference. And I, I love what you said about the work-life harmony. I actually use the term work-life integration. I think I might like harmony better, but I talk about that in my book as well. That you know, the lives that we lead, uh, particularly in a remote, highly remote world, <laughs> it becomes more and more difficult to separate work life from, you know, your, your life life. And um, to me, it's an integration of both. And, and they both should speak to what is your, what is your purpose? You know, what do you feel like you've been placed here on the planet to do? And when that aligns with your work, man, you got a, you got a powerful motivation there. 
Well, that sounds like a pathway to purpose, doesn't it? It, it does. And, and that's part of uh, part of the title actually speaks to that for sure. And I think when people can realize they have more than a job, they are producing something that society needs and they're, they're, they're fulfilling a void for someone that make, just makes it become reality at that point. Absolutely. And that's a great segue into something I wrote down from your book. You, you, you talk about accountability and recognition. And you say they are the key components of performance excellence. In fact, you call them fundamental companions. Mm. So we're talking about harmony here. This is a great place to talk about how accountability and recognition just really go together as companions. Mm. And that I also say they're in that same vein. They're two sides of the same coin, right? And and I I believe that that they are intricately linked. I had a friend of mine that once said something to me, and it was like, oh my gosh, you you hit on something huge there. He said accountability without recognition is demoralizing. So mm. you know, I'm being held accountable for something, but I never get acknowledged. And when I say recognition, I don't necessarily mean financial. It's just in general, acknowledge me for doing a good job or encourage me. So accountability without recognition is demoralizing. Recognition without accountability is hollow. So you're recognizing me for something, but I don't really know exactly what it is. And it kind of feels a little uh, crafted or, or created, manufactured. And so I think we both, we need both of those as human beings. You know, everybody is wired to want to be acknowledged, to want to feel like they matter, to, to be recognized. And a lot of, a lot of times that's just, uh, those are just, you know, it may be just telling me that it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a financial or monetary piece. So everybody wants to be recognized. And I think, although the word has gotten a really bad rap over time, I think people want to be held accountable too. Um, because if I, if I don't know what the target is, how do I know how I'm doing? You know, and everybody wants to know kind of where they stand. So really those two are very intricately linked together. Um, you need both of them, um, both in a personal standpoint and dealing with friends and family, but you definitely need both of those as it relates to the professional world as well. They are definitely two sides of the same coin. Yeah. And I think the accountability, you said it gets a bad rap, but you know, I want accountability. I want accountability partners. I want to know what I'm doing is coming to fruition. That's right. And, and you know, I, I don't remember the exact study, but I do remember that when people get a wage increase of so the monetary side of this, th th that only lasts for a, it's, it's a week or, or maybe less mm -hmm. that you're excited. Hey, I got a, a wage increase after that. You got it. it it's, it's no longer that big of a deal. But but if we could take in just those small things, hey, we, we've we've put this initiative out and we need to say, well, thank you. You did a good job with that. You, you, thank you for 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 putting in whatever it is that's a key component of your business. Recognize people that are actually doing what you're asking them to do on, on a consistent basis. That's going to go a lot further than just the wage increase. Absolutely. You know, and there's a there's lots of studies out there, but one that I am familiar with is, you know, there was a there was a study done that said 80 percent of people that were surveyed said that they would prefer to have a new manager than a promotion or or a, or a increase in their salary. So 80 percent said they would rather have a new manager than an increase. And that really goes back to, you know, 
we, we've got to be able to survive financially, but it, it only has a limited amount of impact. Um, people want a manager, a relationship, a coach that's going to push them to the next level. Um, and I think that really speaks to the fact that, you know, money's great, but people want meaning as well. Yeah. And I, and I know that this, the, the next generations, they really are after mm -hmm. making a difference. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we still have to make an earning. You know, I, I hear this, this deal where you say, uh, would you work for nothing? Would you do what you do for nothing? That sounds great, but, but you're, you're going to starve to death if you not real practical, right? If you don't, if you don't have an income. So I like the fact that you can have an income and enjoy what you do. That, that's, that's really good. And I think, you know, back to this accountability piece, that, that's where we got to make sure we're not only having the fun. You know, a lot of offices now are integrating some fun in the office and those things. But but you also have to have to have the product. You have to have something that people are willing to exchange their money for, their hard earned money for. Absolutely. That's that's 100 percent correct. So. One of the things you, you you speak on is employee engagement. So what are some ways that we can engage employees in an authentic manner? I know this is just a, one of those, another word that gets overused and, and underutilized. So how, how can we uh, engage our employees better? Yeah. And I, I kind of continue to kind of harp on this, but I think it's really, really important is, you know, I don't know what drives you, Brian, unless I, unless I get to know you, unless I understand not just your work skills and your technical expertise, but but what what gives you passion, what gives you purpose in life? And I think that's the role of a manager, which I talk about in the book is is more of a coach is understanding what, what drives you. And so so much of what we do needs to tie back to um, what is unique about that individual and, and really what's important to them. Um, you know, what what can we um, what buttons can we push? And I don't mean in a manipulative way, but what buttons can we push to help them again, achieve what they would not be able to achieve on their own to go where they would not normally be able to go without a coach leading them in that capacity. So, you know, certainly the reward and accountability is a part of that, but knowing them on a personal level and taking a sincere interest in their lives, and really what, what makes them tick, what gets them out of bed every morning. I like that. And, and I, th I think about what motivates them. And if you can make them understand how their career, their livelihood will help them support what they enjoy. You know, you know, years ago, they used to tell us to leave work at home and leave home at work, you know, or vice versa, leave, yeah. leave home at home and work at work. Yeah. Don't, don't take your uh, work home with you and vice versa. But, but if you've ever been through a challenging time in your family, you cannot leave that at home. And, and vice versa, right? Exactly. You know, it, it's very, and again, it goes back to that work-life harmony. Again, love that term or work-life integration is, is your life is your life. And, and they're all integrated, whether we like to pretend that they're not, um, you know, it's a different matter, but absolutely they're so closely linked together. Yeah, and the times I've seen our teams really do well together is in those times when when one of the, the team members has a family issue and the rest of the team steps up to the plate and says, hey, we got this. You go take care of that. That's mm -hmm. when you really get to see people doing their best. And and then and I don't want to go home and burden my family with work problems. 
but I do want to make them aware of what I do and the struggles we have at times and those type of things. They just know that, that life, as you said, life is real. It's nothing that we can just wave a magic wand and it's not, there's not going to happen. That's right. Well, Jamie, we've reached that place in the podcast today where I want to let the listeners and, and those that are watching on YouTube know how they can get in contact with you, where they can find you on social media and those things. For our, our those that are watching on YouTube, I'm going to bring this up. It's his website. It's jamielutz.com, and that's spelled L-U-T-Z for those that are listening. We'll also put that in the show notes. What can they find there, Jamie? So you're going to be able to find a lot more information about kind of my background, uh, some of the experiences I've had in the past. And it, it's also going to be a, a, a way for you if you want to learn more about my book, uh, Pathway to Purpose, you'll be able to do that. Or if you want to ask me questions or reach out and learn more about uh, how we might partner or interact, uh, you can also do that on the website. That's great, Jamie. You're also on LinkedIn. I think I found you there. LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook, um, a little bit on Instagram, but uh, probably LinkedIn would be the best way to, to reach out to me. You know, that, that's the single one I use. I try not to get distracted by the other ones. I just stick with the business side of that's things. Right. Well, for our listeners, we appreciate you listening to the podcast today. Jamie was an excellent guest, some great nuggets, takeaways there. We'd love for you to share those with your friends and family and your coworkers. So share this podcast with others. Do us a favor. Go over to wherever you're listening to this on that platform. Leave us an honest review and rating. And, and again, share this with your friends and family. They could use this as well. If you want to get in contact with me, you can email me at brianb at buildcs.net. Go to our website, buildcs.net, and see what we offer. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.